I think we might be possibly on the interwebs. Woohoo! Hello, and welcome to Pack Tactics Season 3. This is a homebrew, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons campaign, where nothing bad ever happens, unless, and there's the only slight possibility for this, it is totally the fault of the characters or the players behind them. <laughs> and I love this game so much. It has been a really long time since the last time we got to sit down on a Monday evening and play this game. Real life kept intruding. Curse you, real life, for always coming first. Um, and he was to argue real life is currently cursed. Mm. But never mind about that. Because uh, we are still recording this in 2020. I don't know when this is coming out, but it's being recorded in 2020. Uh, so with that said, does anyone remember what happened last time? We got in a fight with some sort of sewer creature. And then I forget what set it off. Something exploded. And I believe it exploded big. Uh, technically, there was more than one explosion. There, there was there was one in particular that was caused by uh, someone forgetting that I pointed out there was a lot of aerosolized stuff in the in the atmosphere, and then they lit a small fire, and and that went very well actually. That damaged your opponents a lot. Um, but yes, there the last thing you recall is that the the mama Uriug as they're referred to. Uh, you didn't know what its name was, but for metagaming purposes, it was an Odiug. We probably yeah. named him George. <laughs> no, no, George no, was, was a, a different thing. Uh, Neogi. That was a Neogi, yeah. Well, Mama Odiug ran forward and started barreling people out of the way, and everything after that is just like some loud noises and bright lights. And when you come to... A couple things. First of all, you've had a long rest. Okay. So, congratulations for that. You had two sessions in a row in combat. I think maybe more than that. Mm, maybe three. Maybe? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. It, well, it was a long time ago. It was. Yeah. It was a while ago. <laughs> and there aren't as many kobolds around you as there were. No, that's not true. There's still plenty of kobolds around you. It's just they're not the same kobolds. Uh, you were there. And you were there. <laughs> And you were there, and you were there, but the rest of you weren't. And where's the other kobolds? Because there were others in your group that you don't see. That cool monk that jumped in out of nowhere and was doing cool monk stuff. Well, they're not anywhere to be seen. Uh, you're pretty sure Snacks was with you. He's not here. He might be around somewhere, but he's not here currently. Cogbucket is here. Cogbucket is over there by the door with what appears to be a trolley, not trolley like the trolley problem where you see two things oh, of tracks right but yeah. like a, a small cart type of trolley that has a particularly heavy hammer resting on it oh, I and you appear mom i wasn't playing with the wand of fireballs did the red star crash into us somehow i do not think so that's what it feels like uh, there are also Wait, several cast fireball oh no I... More data is needed. Um, by the way, there are several other kobolds in here, some of which are on carts, just as you are all on cart. Uh, sorry, not carts, cots. Uh, different word that begins with a C, very different connotation. Right, you are yes. also not all riding in small cars, which would be adorable. They give you little fezes to wear <laughs> if you did so. And I'd be quoting, they might be giant songs, but never mind about that. Um, that's apparently for the 8.30 game on Saturdays, but never mind. 
because it happened and it was oh, glorious. Okay. But there are a few kobolds that appear to be like battle medics that are going around tending to several injured kobolds. Oh, good. You're up. Uh, how many fingers am I holding up? Four. Uh-oh. Maybe? This one's still concussed. I wasn't holding up any fingers. Oh, that's a problem. What what hit me? You were holding up fingers. No, I wasn't. They weren't your fingers, but you were holding them up. Put the patient's arm down. You were checking their pulse. Oh. You you were you did count four fingers. They just weren't the medic's four fingers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. So, what happened to the things we were fighting? Um, are they still out there? Are we done? So, uh, I'm a medic. I know. don't rush into battle very much. There was an I'm, explosion! I'm totally ignoring the fact that there are medics that rush into battle. Right, This yeah. particular kobold apparently believes that they don't, and that's the story that they are sticking to. But I, <laughs> the person behind the DM, am aware that medics do this. Yeah. This kobold yeah. will disagree with me. Uh, <laughs> there was, um... Last thing I knew, I was, like, grappled by one of those whatever they were, and there. I don't remember what happened after that. And then there was a Zeely unapproved fire. Oh, okay. there was you that. learned how to cast fireball. There were issues the with Airlines the structural integrity. Fireball because right. it was um full of gas. Fire safety courses for everyone. Anyway, uh, the automaton over there drug you out and brought you here. Wow, I JR, had JR. You saved us. It awesome. took multiple trips. I'm sure it did. The hammer took three. The carts kept raking. Oh, here, let me take that off of you there. When you pick the hammer up, the cart actually rises up about an inch. (laughs) If you care to notice, there are actually grooves in the stone floor uh, where the cart was drug in here. Apparently, it was so heavy that the wheels weren't turning in their casters. (laughs) The next person who uses this cart is going to be like the person who goes to the grocery store and gets the cart with the wobbly wheel. So it always wants to turn to the left sharply. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I just walk over and pick it up. Hey, thanks. Awesome. That was not fun. Let's not do that again. Oh, it was kind of fun until things blew up. I mean. Yeah. So uh, if you're um, if you're all better, then we kind of need the the cots back. Oh, yeah. There's 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 a waiting line. Uh, Waiting line? What happened? Why is there a waiting line? Um. We learned new words today. Orbital bombardment. Oh, no. With that, you notice a slight tremor in the structure that you are in. Who's orbitally bombarding us? Um, and how do we stop them? Well, I got good news and bad news. The bad news is you probably won't be able to stop them. Uh, the good news is that's because your mom's out there. And they point right at Chroma. So, um, if who's you listen doing the orbital to- bombardment? If you listen, you go first. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. What I mean is how many things are exploded? I'm a medic. I don't rush into battle. Right. Right. We got that. Based on historical context, this is demonstrably false. I'm a medic, and therefore I do not rush into battle. My database has no fewer than 55 documented occasions of medics rushing into battle during the past month. I'm a medic, and I don't rush into battle. JR, I I don't think you're going to make any progress on this one. They're a doctor medic, not a healer medic. Whatever that was, it's probably accurate. Yes. In any case, if you listen very carefully, you might 
be able to hear just the slightest hint of maniacal, bone-chilling laughter. Is it a dragon? I don't think so. No, it would be Zeely. <laughs> yeah. By the way, by the way, there is no way to hear Zeely from here without some type of spell cast to scry on her. <laughs> she is truly a thing of terror and awesomeness, and I am very happy to be significantly below the surface while she's up there blowing things up. And then the ground shakes a little bit more. Maybe a bit deeper. Right, come on, let's get out of here. Let's um, deal with um, something and not that. Or, um, wait, who's bombarding us? I'm a medic and I do not uh, rush into battle. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we need to go find someone who knows what's going on. All I know is they have ships and they took out a lot of the moonbeams. Wow. They need they to target the moonbeams? Well, they didn't know to target the moonbeams at first, I think. But they figured it out after a little while. Okay, that's fair. That's, yeah, okay. We gotta go stop them if we can. Okay, and if you can figure out what was up with that blue smoke, let me know. Blue smoke? What I just want to know if it's a carcinogen. Oh, uh, while you were sleeping, a ton of blue smoke wafted through here. Like, a lot of it. It wasn't my fault! It wasn't my lab! I mean, I don't know where it came from, and I don't know where it went. Smoke. Wait. The smoke that would have come from my lab was orange. Quick question. That's totally different. Did this smoke move like it had somewhere to be? Um. Wait. Well, it didn't stop and ask for direction. Blue smoke. Blue smoke. Oh, no. I need to go check something. It's a secret. Zoom. (laughs) Okay. You immediately go to a nearby computer and open up a video chat. I don't think my joke was that funny, but I'm taking this. <laughs> the DM awards himself one point of inspiration. There you go. <laughs> anyway, Chroma just made the connection between blue smoke and the, uh, what's it that I forget the name of because I'm kind of out of it. Okay, well, describe the what's it and I will tell you which plot point you are referring to. Half circle. Um, the lock. Yeah. Which apparently is also a steering wheel, but it's Which primarily Which was powered lock. by something full of blue smoke. Quite possibly. Maybe. But it should be powered by blue crystals now. Possibly. Okay, so Chroma is heading off in that direction. What do the rest of you do? I'm going to follow Chroma. I think follow at a somewhat more leisurely pace, yes. Yeah, I'm going to follow for a bit until I figure out what's going on, and then I'll... Don't forget your hammer, Zach. Oh, I got it. This thing's never leaving my side until I have to throw it again. That's an out-of-context quote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We took considerably longer to get to that out-of-context quote than we normally do. We're 15 minutes in. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's weird. Um, I suppose I could take my Zoom conference joke as as an out-of-context one, but never mind about that. So we see a a blur, a chromatic blur, if you will, (laughs) running down the tunnels followed by two kobolds that are running at a slightly less frantic pace, followed by a remaining kobold who's leisurely walking down the tunnel. And I'm not going to have you uh, roleplay how you get there. This is some. This is a path you have taken on multiple occasions at this point. Uh, you could probably do this blindfolded. 
you would be rolling a disadvantage if you were, but you probably could do this at blind, with blindfolds. And at one point, you get to an intersection where you see four individuals who are decidedly not kobolds. What do they look like? Well, three of them are very clearly elves. They're wearing fancy, shiny, almost translucent, but not really armor. Like, you you can see into it. You can't see through it. Huh. Like, it's coated in a thick, transparent lacquer. But there's metal underneath that. And there is another individual with them. There's three of them that look like that. And there's a fourth one that looks decidedly different. Um, they are slightly taller than the elves that are with them. Um, they've got, and I'm describing this for the recording, because mm-hmm. it's audio only. They've got a grayish, bluish skin, a pale bluish hair, an assortment of non-traditional facial piercings. And they're wearing what appear to be um, some stylized leather armor. Uh, all right. Are you guys part of the group that's like blowing stuff up? Or are you like, why are you here? Oh, well, perhaps you can help us. We're trying to track down some blue smoke. And why do you need blue smoke? That's nothing for you to worry about. But we're trying to find the blue smoke. For what? And we. We've been following it so far, but we lost sight of it at this intersection. Did it go past you? Okay, so, um, but why do you need the blue smoke? That's not anything you need to worry about. It's kind of a weird thing you're looking for, you know? Well, do you have use for blue smoke? Yes. Do you have a better use for it than we do? I don't know. You'd better tell me so I know. Well, and he clearly pauses. And rolls a five on his persuasion check. Oh, no. (laughs) We think it would look really cool if we added it to our armor. Look how cool our armor looks. Um, that raises more questions. It kind of does. How long have you been here? Um, hmm. Let me check my watch and roll for initiative. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have 16. Seven here. Five. Chroma is still trying to think of how to attach smoke to armor. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I can see Chroma going, how do they do that? You infuse it into the lacquer. Also, you just say a wizard did it. That usually that works. works. Too. Yeah. And I am putting in the numbers that I'm seeing. I apologize. I missed if you said this. Did our unconsciousness count as a long rest? Yes. Okay. First up is going to be the slightly larger person with a face that could set off a metal detector. They pull out a bow and take a shot. Oh, no. At who, you might ask. I'm going to roll to find out. Oh, um, so this character is apparently not the most intelligent of your opponents because they chose to take a shot at the barbarian. (laughs) Oh, does it hit? <laughs> I'm finding that out. Okay. Uh, well, that is a... That's over 20. That is a 25. Okay, the armor's 17, so that hit. Yeah. You're going to take um, seven points of piercing damage. Okay, let me... Got it. Followed by a second attack. Oh, that's not as good, but that's still over 20. Okay. So that's going to be a second 
round of seven points of damage. Okay. And then they use their bonus action to give someone else advantage because they can. <laughs> so, Zax, it is now your turn. You have two arrows sticking out of you. Don't forget to rage. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> First arrow comes in. Zach's going to rage. And let's see, he's probably quite a bit taller than me, right? Well, yeah, you're okay. small. He's medium. Okay. And he's gonna... a big medium. He's more like dragonborn size. Yeah, big. Okay, so um, hmm. I can't throw the hammer. I'll stun everyone in this whole hallway. So, uh... No, please throw the hammer. Mm, I'm yeah. here for this content. <laughs> oh, no. But it knocks all out. It won't help. Um, probably knock us all out. Technically, you so, wouldn't be knocked out. You would be well, stunned. stunned. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, and you really liked it the first time you did it. Well, yeah. I mean, now I know it works. <laughs> that was the plan, you know, kind of. But really. nevertheless, um, what would you like to do at this point? <laughs> you have you have four targets that you can aim for. Um, there's this one that shot you twice. It's wearing leather mm-hmm. armor. There's right. one that's looking like they're wearing beefier, more metallic armor. And the other two, the armor looks a bit more ornamental. Like, you're okay. not entirely sure the armor would be able to, to take a hit. Okay, so what I want to do is swing the hammer and try to take out his kneecap. Boom. Okay. And I rolled uh, 11 plus 12 for a 23. He casts shield. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> so it hits... Yes, yes. You hit it a lot. I hit it a lot. Damage is 2 plus 2 plus 8 for 12 damage. 12 damage? Yep. They uncanny dodge and now it's (laughs) 6. Zax would like to rage double. (laughs) (laughs) Double the raging, double the fun. Right, yeah. Um, So I have another attack. So I'm going to do it again. Uh, This one is 14 plus 12 for 26 to hit with the hammer. Yep. And for damage, 5 plus 3 plus 8 for 16. Should have uncanny dodged for this one. Yeah, and that's all I got. Watch out for little things. This one hits a lot. Well, you did throw arrows at me. What did you expect? I expected you to be a small smear on the ground like the others. Yeah, well. Ixnay on the others, A. I told you, that's not one of the languages I speak. (sighs) Okay, so you're all definitely enemies, so, uh, you know. Murder time. Uh huh. If only Chris were here. This is <laughs> yeah. this is the content he'd be here for. Oh, he was- okay. Uh, now, Zax, you rushed mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Which means you're ahead of everyone else. Yep. Which means you are not going to get caught in the fireball. Oh. I will admit this particular spellcaster debated on whether or not they would catch you in this and then hit their compatriot who doesn't understand Pig Latin, and then they decided not to. Because there was a chance that their compatriot might survive. Um, but that is going to be a dexterity save for everyone that isn't Zax. Oh, hey. I don't have a negative dex modifier on Chroma. <laughs> it's a 28 for Nuri. Ooh, wow. That's a 21. Wow. 23 with a nat 20. I'm not even checking if everyone's rolling over 20. Oh, wait. I do need to check something. Because I just rolled for Cogbucket. Ah. Yep. Cogbucket oh, no. failed. Oh, no. Okay. Well, it's not too bad. It's only a third level fireball. Oh, wait. That's still 8d6 of fire damage. So, 8 fire damage. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to roll it in chat. Okay. Oh, wow. Because I can't be bothered to math today. Wow. So, that's 26 points of damage. 
But if you made your save and everyone who rolled insanely high made their save, you're taking half of that. So you're only taking 13. Unless you have some magical ability that makes you resistant to fire damage, in which case you're taking half of that rounded down, which would be six. Absorb elements. Oh, I never pressed the long rest button for Cogbuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you should, uh... Yes. I have healed him, and now I will hurt him. He's you loving. like hurting him. No, but adversity builds interest. I think Cogbucket has been reduced to death saves more than the rest of the party combined. Cogbucket's level 3, the rest of you are like level 10. Yeah. So when I scale the battle, I don't scale it for Cogbucket. You'd be walking around doing nose flicks at your opponents and they die from it. <laughs> I scale the battle for the level 10 adventurers who aren't helper NPCs. That makes sense. Cogbucket's role, if I can table talk for a little bit, is not someone who's going to be awesome at battle and carry the party. Cogbucket's role is precious friend who you must protect at all costs, which makes all the fights more challenging, actually. Especially since they're convinced they're a tank. They're not convinced they're a tank. They have decided they need to be a tank. They've already lost friends. They're not losing anymore. Not if they can help it. Okay. So we are going to have the next person who you are opposing uh, cast a spell, and that's going to be a d8. Where is the stat? Okay, there we go. They heal the rogue for 13 points. They're not, they're not up to full yet, but that is what that particular person has done, and they have a bonus action they can use. What bonus action? Uh, you know what? No, all these spells are actions. They're not going to use the bonus actions they have. They wouldn't be applicable. So that's going to be their turn. Uh, Neri, you're up. Okay. Um, I'm going to put Hunter's Mark on the rogue. They look at the bright arrow and they go, oh, I know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's the clustering of the group like? Um, You've got Zax and the rogue um, that are fighting knee to kneecap. And the other three are kind of alongside this they're adjacent to that and the rest of you are in a group in front of that uh can i get the three elves in a 10 foot sphere without getting anybody else yes unless one unless someone else rushes in and fortunately it's not jr's turn yet okay um then i'm gonna shoot the elf that's farthest away from the road okay that is going to be the one that cast a healing spell okay actually no wait it wouldn't be because that's a touch spell it would be the one that casts the fireball. That's a 23 and a 29 to hit. Actually, make that a, a 18 and a 24. They still both hit a lot. Okay. It's almost as if their armor is really just fancy robes. <laughs> <laughs> and the second shot is a bursting shot. So that's 26 so... points of damage. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking on, at my sorry. own roll. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean... You've done massive amounts of damage, so it's not unsurprising. Yeah. But you haven't told me the damage yet, so I'm going to just stand by. Um, that's 27 points of damage from the arrows. Told you. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm making sure I'm doing the math right. 47. Is that right? 47 points of damage. Yeah. How do you want to do this? Whew. You took them from 100% to a negative number in <laughs> one shot. Uh, I guess arrows to the face. And then one of them one of them explodes, dealing eight damage to the other two. His face is now pincushion. Oh, wow. I'm going to argue that the force of the arrows pinned this person to the wall behind them. So they're still standing. <laughs> Just not under their own power. 
So basically, every attack that they've thrown at us, Miri just threw back at them in different form, but... Mm -hmm. More or less. Um, Zenosha, is there anything you'd like to provide for this? Uh, How does JR look like they're doing? JR is not looking good. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 39, they're about a 13. Okay, in that case, I'll activate Symbiotic Entity with my main action. And let me see how many hit points that gives me. And then I'll use my bonus action to cast Healing Word on JR at... He took a lot of damage. Let's do it at 3. Did not roll the best, but healed him for 10. Every hit point counts. They are not bloodied anymore. That's good. And since that was my action and my bonus action, that's my turn. The only thing I have left is a reaction. You could still use your movement to get closer to your opponents. Yeah, Yeah, good point. I didn't think you'd take that seriously. Well, the symbiotic entity turns me into more of a tank than I would be otherwise. So it's actually not a bad idea. So with your symbiotic entity, you're a tank. Chroma is a tank. Um, Zax is a tank. (laughs) (laughs) Neri just fills everything with arrows until they die. And has 130 hit points and an AC of 19. Okay, so Neri is also a tank, a mobile turret-shaped tank. Yeah, I was just thinking about ways I might get Halo Sports to go off, but yeah, I'll stay where I am for now. Okay. Well, JR was going to use this turn to cast a healing spell on themselves, but someone did that for them. So instead, they rush in, because of course they do. And they are going they are going to cast a spell. Actually, no, no, I'm not going to have them do that. That They would know better, so they're not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to have them roll an attack. Hey, that's a 24 to hit. Wow. They're going after the person who wiggled their fingers and made the rogue feel better, as one is supposed to do. And they do 11 points of damage. Chroma. What kind of a formation are the enemies in? One's attached um, to the wall. Yes, uh-huh. one is currently attached to the wall. Uh, one of them is engaged with Zax. They have not set a date yet. <laughs> and I have a feeling that the relationship is actually going to end very soon, mm-hmm. uh, based on uh, prior commitments. <laughs> Like, they've committed to being a jerk, and Zax is committed to smashing them with a large hammer. Yep. Um, And there were two others that were over to the side that you would have been able to hit both of them with an AoE, but JR has rushed forward. Oh. Also, hello to LFA in chat. Uh, You are in a session where orbital bombardment is currently taking place, so something is being yeeted at the (laughs) Cobalt Moon Base. It is, yes. Okay. I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. Chroma levels her gun at um, probably the one who was... There's a tank, there's a healer, there's a rogue. Chroma is going to fire at the rogue with the first ray. Um, JR rushed in, so I have pack tactics, right? Uh, for the rogue, Zax is right there, so you have pack yeah. tactics. Oh, okay. And but to, to the answer the underlying question, do I have pack tactics? The answer is yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And Zax has some fire uh, resistance, so. Well, this uh-huh. is a, this is a single target thing. Oh, okay, That's cool. A Fifteen. I'm guessing the 15's probably not going to hit a rogue. You actually just missed them. But I get three rays from scorching ray, so I can try again. Get him, ray. <laughs> and that's a twenty-four. I would argue that a 24 hit. Wow. And that's a nat 20. Wow. I would argue that that hits a lot. (laughs) Roll your damage. (laughs) Okay. um, And I 
think there's a thing I can do because this is my arcane firearm, so... And I think that also gets doubled if I crit, if it's added to the one that crits. Um, the only I'm thing sorry. that would make this better is if you had taken a level in Rogue so you'd get sneak attack as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think spells do sneak attack. No, I don't think they do. It, it would it would theoretically make sense because you are your focus is a sidearm, literally. So it looks like a ranged weapon, but that's not how you're using it. So. Correct. Game mechanics. Um, Fun. Let's see. So that... Okay, so it adds... A, I'm sorry, I'm a little out of it, and I'm trying to add up dice. So that's 2d6 from the first hit, and that's... Um, 4d6 and 2d8 from the second. So that 36 fire damage. You surprisingly do not kill the rogue. Is he bloodied? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's put it this way. The rogue is also surprised that you did not kill the rogue. Also, very hey, much regretting... surrendering still an option! No, it ain't. <laughs> also, the rogue is very much regretting not holding on to Uncanny Dodge until this exact moment. <laughs> All right, anything else? Um, no. Okay. It's the tank's turn. So the tank looks over at the pincushion that used to be an underling. And the rogue, who, well, nobody liked the rogue anyway. And the healer, who is next to bloodied, and says, oh. And he pulls out a small sphere with a blinking light on it. Grenade! You're going to let us pass. Or you set off the grenade? It's something like a grenade. I can't throw it far enough to be out of range, which means you can't run fast enough to get away from it. How close am I to the rogue? Uh, Well, you were in melee range, so you are within... That's the one I'm fighting? That is the one you've been fighting. Okay. Um, You are within striking distance of the rogue's kneecaps, as Mm -hmm. you have already demonstrated. Yes, okay. And they have some kind of thingy. Well, the rogue doesn't have the thingy. Who has it? The guy in heavier armor. Oh, okay. I got confused. So we are going to walk down this hallway, and you are not going to follow us. And if you are wise, you will tell all the other little reptiles in here that they shouldn't come near us either. How long's the hallway? So, or you'll set off the thing that you can't get out of range of? Considering no one else near us will survive it either... That's a price I'm willing to pay. Is that a price you're willing to pay? What's so important that you're willing to pay this price? We could have negotiated. That's not your problem. You're kind of on our land, so it is. I don't have authorization to tell you. Hmm. You know what? Let him take a walk. Let him take a walk 20 to 60 feet. Yep. (laughs) That's oddly specific of you. Yep. Try me. See what happens. Okay. So the tank starts attempting to gather up the survivors, which is, it's, they're at 75%. That's, that's good odds. (laughs) And then we hit the end of the round. At initiative 20, a thing happens. Hmm? Everyone roll a constitution save. Ah, okay. There's a harm, is a harmful gas involved? I'm going to use my inspiration. 
because I rolled really low on a constitution save, so I'm going to use I the would like to use oh, no. a luck point. I would like to use a luck point. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna to use... tell you the target number is 15. So I see two 19s that are successes. <laughs> I see a 6 that is going to have a luck point used. Using inspiration, I, I got a 10. Is... Oh, come on. All right, I'm using inspiration too. I need to roll for JR. Come on, sidekick. Come on, sidekick. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, you weren't that attached to JR. Oh, no. Nat 20. I got a nat 1. Oh, no. Okay. Um, so whatever's been thrown repeatedly at the moon base to make the ground shake every now and then, apparently they had a, a, a closer hit or maybe they hit a load-bearing support for a building on the surface that collapsed, but this is a much harder impact. And the ground rises up to meet you. Oh, no. And also comes down to meet you, or did you rise up to meet it? Or it It's a little jumbled for a little while, and I'm going to roll damage. Okay. Not 6S6, six 6D6. Six, six six. <laughs> 25 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. I assume half if we succeeded. It is half if you succeeded, which means it would be 12. I did not succeed. This is bludgeoning damage, though, and you are raging. Oh, right. So it's half. So that would be... 12. Uh, okay. So I put... Hmm, can you fix my numbers? I, can't, I put in the 25, and I can't back out of it mentally. So I, I need to... Give me a second here. Yeah. Open up Zax's character sheet. Yeah. I just put in the 25 damage, so that's where it stands, and I can't... So I am going to add 13, and that will take you back. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay, so uh, looking at the others, uh, well, the rogue is down. I don't even need to roll for the rogue because half damage would still kill them. Thanks, Chroma <laughs> and Zax. <laughs> I do need to oh, roll uh, I for the... Hmm? Sorry? I moved the hunter's mark to the tank. Okay, well, it looks like the tank might end up being the only one who survives this from the other group uh, because the healer did not make their save and they're down. Ouch. Yeah. Well, between your burst... And Cogbucket's meager hit, those two things combined were enough. If they'd made their save, they would have been okay. They, a five does not make a save. No. And now for the tank, who has conveniently also rolled a five. <laughs> D&D Beyond is doing that thing where it gives you the same number a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, they're bloodied now. I bloodied my own opponent. Never mind. Uh, so... By the way, everyone who did not make their save is also knocked prone. If you made your save, you're still standing. You're just not sure how. Okay. The, the tank who just got knocked, is the tank still holding on to their wet set? Give me a perception check. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so sad sounding. <laughs> well, perception is wisdom based, and I just asked Chroma. Chroma. Mm-hmm. Can I make one as well? You may also make a perception check if you wish. Fifteen! Ooh. Oh, a fifteen is sufficient. Sixteen for Nuri. Okay, so everyone who rolls higher than a fifteen, or a fifteen or higher rather, uh, does see that as this tank gets knocked down, um, the sphere he was holding with the blinking light on it, in slow motion, bounces across the rubble-filled hallway towards the party and comes to a rest directly in front of Chroma. The blinking is going a bit faster than it was before. Uh-oh. This is probably a bad idea, but my first instinct is fork, as I have a good stick. 
Your first instinct is what? Because you have good stick? Golf. I mean... Four. <laughs> Golf. Yeah. Oh, and the puzzle pieces fit into place. <laughs> well, we're still in initiative. So, Zax, your opponent is dead. Yep. Also, um, one of the side corridors that this intersection had cannot be traversed. Okay. Because apparently upon the death of your opponent, they got bigger. What? They got bigger. Okay. Are they still dead? Oh, yeah. They're very dead. Okay. Um, the, the rubble caved their skull in. They are dead dead. You don't need to cut off oh. their head. There's not much head to cut off. We're right. still pretty polymorph sure. Snorlax is what we're telling you. <laughs> There's a Snorlax in the way. <laughs> well, they, they physically look the same, except for the head not being there. But one could argue that they're not medium-sized anymore. They are now huge. Okay. Huh. Well, what's left of them is. They don't have wings giant. and scales, do they? They do not. Okay. Giant, maybe. Yeah, I thought he looked like a giant. I mean, they could be a huge giant. <laughs> Such a strange phrase. <laughs> it is. And it makes sense to those and dragons because giant is both a size class and a subspecies. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that one's dead. And there's a blinky thing in front of Chroma. Yes. I have an idea. I have an idea. Um, say it fast. Better say it quick because I'm going to do something. My idea is bomb squad. I'm the bomb squad. Let me be the bomb squad. Uh, Chroma waves her bag holding. Okay. So I'm going to go after the tank then. Okay. Well, they're currently prone because cool. they failed their save. All right. You are also um, prone, but you can use half your move to get up and still get to them because they weren't that far away. Yeah, I'm going to smash their head with the hammer. I'm assuming I need to really hit. Yes. A uh, 16? A 16 will miss. <laughs> I'm going to try again. But, he, but here's the thing. <laughs> They're prone and you're doing a melee attack. Yeah. Even without anyone there next to them. Now, there is someone there next to them. It's JR, but he's at zero hit points. I can't, so I can't fix getting... that, but I can fix this, you know? Yes. But the okay. point is, if you are not prone and you're attacking someone who is prone with a melee attack, you get advantage. Oh, okay. So roll again. Okay. Not for another attack, for the same attack. Same attack is now a 26. A 26 will hit. Okay. Damage They have an is... AC of yes, and you and your attack roll was and. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, so it's 4 plus 6 plus 8 for an 18. 18 points of damage. Noted. How many? Well, you 18 said 18. Points. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I... Numbers. All right. Yeah. I mean, um. That's my on turn. more than one occasion. I have heard someone tell me how much damage they did with magic missile, and I thought it was an attack roll. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So that is my turn, and I'm gonna trust Chroma to do whatever this bomb squad thing is she's doing. Okay. So that was your turn. Mm -hmm. Next up is the mage. They're dead. Next up is the healer. They're dead. Next up is Neri. Um. I'm gonna go along with Zax on this one. Uh, two attacks at the tank. Okay. And they will be normal attack rolls because your disadvantage for attacking a prone target is cancelled out by the pack tactics. Roll credits right. of having an ally within five feet. <laughs> I remembered the show name for a change. Yay! <laughs> 19 and a natural 20 for a 29. The nat 20 will hit. The 19 does not. Okay. I don't think that matters too much at this point. Probably not. Matter of fact, what are your bonuses to hit? Bonuses to hit or bonuses to damage? What's what, I'm sorry. <clears throat> What's the minimum amount of damage you can do? Uh, uh, twenty. That's the minimum. That's the minimum with 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 the one. Oh no. Uh, twenty-two. 
with the one hit. I, I like how I asked for clarification. <laughs> like, 20 is the minimum you can do, and you corrected yourself and gave a higher number. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. It's really cool. I forgot that I rolled a natural 20, so I had to double the dice. Exactly. Uh, so let's put it this way. It doesn't matter. How do you want to do this? Well, what I want to do is roll anyway. Go ahead. Roll to see how far the blood smear spreads. <laughs> Would have been 29. Okay. Um, and yeah, just shots to pin him to the floor. Or a shot to pin him to the floor. Okay. Um, Walk it off laughing, boy. When the arrow hits... The arrow is not actually pinning them because it leaves a crater in their corpse so that you might not be able to retrieve the arrow out of the ground, but you could easily retrieve the body off of the arrow. There you go. Okay. Zenosha, at this point, there are no enemies around except for a small sphere with a blinking light. Yeah, but Chroma has an idea. Their idea sounds better than mine. And yeah, JR is unconscious. So I'm going to go over to JR and cast Cure Wounds. In JR's defense, it wasn't any of the opponents that took them down. It was an environmental effect. Yeah, there was nothing JR could have done about that. I healed JR for 18. So here's the thing that keeps throwing me off. Um, so I've got the encounter tracker, which is very neat, because I can keep track of all of the opponents you have and their hit points and everything. But players show up saying that you have zero out of zero hit points, because you're the ones Weird. keeping track of that, not me. Mm-hmm. JR is not... A creature I've added in. They're a character sheet I rolled up. And so they show a zero out of zero hit point. So I can't heal them in the encounter tracker. Oh. And, and this you is something that... gotta go get that, the character sheet. Yeah. yeah, but it's open another tab. It's not too difficult for me to do. Mm-hmm. It's just I keep forgetting to do that. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to ask again because I was telling a story and therefore forgot numbers. How many points did 18. you heal for? 18. I knew it was a teen. Okay. JR is at 18 hit points and didn't even need a death save. Wow. No, I'm by just the way, really I, hoping Chroma's plan works. By the way, I don't do plot armor. If JR gets killed, JR does get killed. All right. It's JR's turn. JR sits up and looks around and goes, I think there was another structural failure. Yep. I think so. We should probably do something about the device with the blinking light. Uh, I think Chroma's going to be on that in a second, JR. I hope. <laughs> Chroma. Oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Chroma, are you going to attempt to do what I think you're going to attempt to do? I suspect so, yes. Chroma is going to choose to sacrifice, I think, pretty much all her non-magical equipment by sticking the bag of holding over the blinky device. Bomb squad. So every now and then, the party does something that I was not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those times we didn't tear a hole into the ethereal plane did we no it's the astral plane um you're going very quiet i am looking up the stats for bag of holding oh oh He's no i find think out if it needs to make a save <laughs> no it doesn't say anything about me doesn't the flavor text say every object's kept in its own pocket dimension Yes, I... but I know something about this device that you don't know. Fair point. The color of the light. <laughs> it was blue. If no, yellow! If it's destroyed, its contents are generally scattered in the astral plane without it going boom, unless uh, 
what destroyed it was having another device that does bag of holding type things shoved in it. Yes. That is what Chroma is banking on. And also, if you put something in the bag of holding that is also some type of extra dimensional space or related to that, what happens? It opens it yes. to the astral plane and everybody gets sucked in. Everything within 10, ten feet. feet. Yeah. You are not on the moon anymore. Okay, it wasn't a grenade. Are we together or did we get randomly separated? You are all together. Oh, But yeah. you are most certainly not in Kansas anymore. Actually, you never were in Kansas. I was going to say. Yeah, I don't think we've ever gone there. But with that said... We've been playing for just over an hour. What do you say we take a short break while I desperately check my notes to find out what to do how can now? We not take, how can we not take a break here? Uh. <laughs> we'll be right back. We have returned. Gather round, my friends. Let me tell you a tale. A tale of an ancient green dragon that was trying to be a god. And the various plans that a rather skillful winged kobold sorcerer had in mind for its destruction. One of these plans involved taking her bag of holding, an item precious to her, and placing it inside another bag of holding, and thus sending said dragon to the astral plane. This plan never came into fruition and said there was a, um, a misty step or dimension door into the dragon's mouth and the, it, long story. Never mind. But the bag of holding survived and was eventually passed down to her daughter. Said bag of holding was just used to take an item that involved extra dimensional elements and there was an attempt to contain it and thus... Our party has been yeeted off the moon out of the material plane itself. You are in what appears to be an endless, an endless sea of silver. Um, so, um, so that was an extra dimensional explosive. I didn't know those existed. I don't think any of us knew it existed. This place is weird. And, uh, anybody want to pull these arrows out of me? That'd be great. Yeah, let me let me take care of that for you. Right. Yeah, do that while I'm still raging. Far away. It's going to be bad otherwise. By the way, you are floating, and moving your arms to try to swim does nothing. Hmm. And at this point, Zenosha, you are a bit too far away from Zax to reach the arrows. Uh, if okay, I okay, hold okay. out my stick, can Zax grab the stick and pull me in? I you can... think I know something about this place i would allow anyone to make an i'm arcana raking an check. arcana check 27 okay yeah with a 27 you know that you don't travel in the astral plane by walking swimming or flying you well kind of flying you move the astral plane by thinking you think Snowshot! yourself in a direction you have to use your brain you have to think about moving around to move around you have to move around with your mind i feel like while chroma is saying this chroma is sort of um wheeling in a weird circle because that's what chroma's brain does oh, I, 
as soon as you say this, JR starts cartwheeling. Okay. How do I stop thinking about cartwheeling? (laughs) Think about standing still? It looks like you are all still moving. Uh, I will attempt to think my way over to Zach's. Okay. You certainly can. Now, for... I'm not going to be worrying about it right now because you're not in combat. But for the record, you move at a speed in feet equal to three times your intelligence score. This is a stat that is listed in the Dungeon Master's Guide, of all things. It has useful information there that most people don't bother to check. Wow. I'm really fast. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. What have I done? Actually, no. This is not my fault. This is not my fault. I didn't do this. No, nope. <laughs> you didn't do this. <laughs> oh, but here's, here's the most beauteous thing, and I have to say this for the recording. Remember, in my cold open, I pointed out most problems that occur are the character's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, this is glorious. No one's going to believe that I didn't script this. Oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> oh, okay. So Chroma is zipping around like a, a, a hummingbird, I'm assuming at this point. Yes. And it, I'm not going to require rolls for anything. Zenosha, you have medical training of a sort. Um, so you were able to pull the arrows out, no problem. That's better. Thanks. Does anyone need healing spells? Uh, not need, no. Um, I am getting busy. Okay. Oh, oh, um, let me try to catch you. Okay, give me a strength check. Oh. <laughs> Might I note that nothing in the astral plane that I know of is based on wisdom. Twelve. Okay, so here's the thing. I will also allow you to add your intelligence modifier because you're thinking trying to stop JR. In that case, um, instead of the strength modifier or on No, in it? addition to. Okay. You're combining So that. Um, 15. Okay. Well, by combining both for JR, which, by the way, JR's intelligence modifier is a negative one. Oh. Um, JR still got a 16. So basically, you grab onto one of JR's limbs and you go for a ride. Oh, no. Wait, does that mean JR's flying in reverse? Okay, no, JR is just moving too. with enough momentum that Chroma cannot stop JR. Uh, no, I was okay. thinking because the negative intelligence modifier. Oh, no, it just means that. JR doesn't move as fast. Your movement is technically determined by your intelligence score, not your intelligence modifier. Not the modifier. Okay. Yeah. So you get to, well, not that much faster because your base movement speed is what? 25 for Cobalt? 30. Oh, it's 30. 30, yeah. For some reason, I thought for for Cobalt it was 25. Oh, it's because for the Modron game I'm playing, our our base is 25. Oh. I got that stuck in my head. They're still small. That's the thing. Um, So... You're actually, most of you move slower by thinking it than you do by actually using your feet. But not all of you. Uh, JR in particular moves slower. All right, and... so uh, how do we get out of here? Um, it involves um... I'm imagining Chroma saying this as she's flying by. Portals <laughs> or spells that allow for planar travel, and I can't get us back. There's a Doppler effect, by the way, as Chroma gets closer to you, still holding on to one of JR's limbs. That's what I was imagining. <laughs> she, she gets a little louder, and then the spin continues. The orbit continues, and she gets a bit softer. It's like, not I that... was not expecting us to go here in the first place, so I, um... Uh, I mean, raise yeah. your hand if you thought you were going to end tonight's session in the astral plane. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm imagining none of you raised your hand. I'm, no. I, it's quite possible. If, if one of you was raising your hand, I'm sure it would be Ellie, just for the sake of it being Ellie. <laughs> um, because that is a wonderful sense of humor if you did it. But never mind about that. So yeah, you, you are hanging out in this featureless sea of silver, and the person who you'd expect to have the ability to travel from one reality to the other through the purpose of science doesn't have that. Now, some druids can play and shift. I know I don't have that prepared. Let me see if I'm high enough level, because if we can fix this with a long rest, that's worth pursuing. And I'm sure you won't encounter any enemies in the astral. Like, I mean, um, so. if I had a bunch of time and money and supplies, the, the supply, the money is for the supplies, I could maybe work on something except generally to make an amulet of the planes, you have to be able to cast plane shift, and I can't cast plane shift. By the way, that's my favorite denizen of the astral plane that I just shared an image with you. Oh, wow. They're on the cover of at least one of the rule books. They're an astral dreadnought. They existed in um, Spelljammer, I want to say. Their size category is gargantuan. Okay. One, one could substitute the word Titan. You do not currently see one of those. Good to know. They have lair actions. <laughs> wow. I right. don't believe I'm capable of casting plane shift yet. I have planar binding, but that's not going to help. I, I misspoke. They have legendary actions. All of the astral plane is their lair, so that would not. Mm. Oh, those are the guys that the Kaku demons were based off of, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're the flying one-eyed enemies from Doom. It's a good question. I don't know. There's enough creatures in Dungeons and Dragons where their art has drastically changed from one edition to the next. Kobolds in particular have changed a lot since first edition. Um, and I don't know if that's true for the Astral Dreadnought or not. I think they look very similar for second edition, but I don't remember when Doom was released off the top of my head. But side stories aside, uh, you continue to float there and think of things that you can't do for, I would say, maybe an hour or two. <laughs> I think there are supposed to be portals, maybe. I'm going to roll another Arcana check. That's a 23. Um, there are things called color pools. Um they appear to be two-dimensional. They'll be rippling colors. They'll, there's a variety of colors, including indigo, of all things. It's not actually on the color wheel. Isaac Newton was wrong. <laughs> was not wrong about firing a Gatling gun in space, but was wrong about indigo being a color on the color wheel. Um, and the color determines where you go. Most of those places are not places you'd want to go, like the Abyss, or mm. Gehenna, or the Nine Hells, or the Material Plane. I mean, who'd want to go there? Yeah, who would want to go there? <laughs> if we came out in another crystal sphere, that would be bad, since <clears throat> I think the lock is on. It just occurred to me that three of you are playing um, female characters, and therefore, because you're from the Material Plane, you are, in fact, Material Girls. <laughs> but you are not currently living in a material world. No, no. Also true. I'm pretty sure Chroma's gender is science. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the three genders. <laughs> of course. No, but what's in your pants? Guns. <laughs> also not technically wrong? Right. And the speaker. What? No, no, don't tell me. I, I do not need this information. I do not want this information. Okay. 
So you realize, oh, there's colored pools that are about. We might find one that would take us out of here. It might be bad. It might be good, but it would be out of here. So you look around and you don't see any within eyesight mm, of you. That's not good. We could start randomly flying off and looking, but also there are some big dangerous things around. So, you know, but I, I mean, mean, there's going to be big dangerous things. There's going to be big dangerous things. We've yes. got to get out of here somehow. Yeah, as far as I can tell, our options come down to hope we're randomly rescued by the kobolds on the moon, fly somewhere and hope for the best. We're kind of left to the whims of fate right now. I mean, you're only kind of sort of being rescued by kobolds on the moon. Wait, what? Oh, hi. Uh, sorry, I didn't introduce myself. Uh, how you doing? And there is what appears to be a human there. He's wearing... Well, it's not fancy clothing, but it it looks like something that you would wear if you were a librarian. Okay. Um, and he's got a bit of a five o'clock shadow, uh, dark, short, cropped hair. Your first thought is Kevin, but no, this is definitely not a Kevin. He's coherent. Oh, not a Kevin. Not a Kevin. So, um, how you doing? Been better. Can you get us out of here? I I might be able to. That is something that is usually in my wheelhouse. Well, for me, I I kind of get around. I usually don't take passengers, so it'll be a learning experience for all of us. Hmm. Well, well um, better than nice to meet here. you. Likewise. I've been following your work for a while. Really? Yes. The stuff you were doing with the lock? Inspired. Are you made of blue smoke? I mean, at any I mean, point? He makes a show of patting the front of his, his body to check I it. I mean, like, some people I d- turn into... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Were you being made of blue smoke? I know there I are some really spells that I really hope not. That would open some philosophical and theological implications that I'm not quite ready to deal with. Okay. okay. So, uh, what should we call you? Uh, you can call me Augie. All right, Augie. I'm Zax, but you probably already know that. I'm Chroma. Well, yes, I, I'll be honest. I've been paying more attention to young Chroma over here, but... I see why. Well, she was the one messing with the lock. That was very interesting. Now, the one who trained you, him, he was really darned cool. So many bacon recipes. Even Oh, you know, Gox. Awesome. Well, not personally, but friend of a friend. So I know you're probably wondering why I'm not immediately taking you somewhere. But I figured time is wibbly wobbly here compared to other plans of reality. I've got you here for a moment. Thought maybe give you some exposition. It's kind of my thing. I like to share. All right. I appreciate that there is significant conversation happening about usernames. <laughs> yeah. Not related to specifically what's going on here, but just a, an odd coincidence. It is, I assure you, a coincidence. And also, some of you have made a guess that is wrong. This person Actually, is not, in fact, a tiefling. That was not the guess I was making. Well, I wasn't referring to your comments. <laughs> Nobody has them. So, uh, that lock that you helped fix with uh, Bindle Brightlight, if I remember correctly. A shame that things got a bit too hectic for the moon. Uh, that is That is old. That is really old. That is older than me. And that's saying something. Zenosha makes a mental note that this guy 
Looks human, but it's clearly not with that comment. So to me, it's new. And I like that because that's an opportunity to learn new things. I like learning. I like sharing that knowledge. And Bindle was on the right path. Bindle has opened so many doors and made up for a few failures on my part, to be honest. She... I am hoping that she does well. But never mind. Back to this lock. Do you know why it's called a lock? Because it locks the crystal sphere. Because the things people open crystal spheres with are called keys? Because you have to make the ship go up in order to use it? Very good guesses. Except for that last one, I am totally lost. (laughs) But that's only part right. Locks are great for keeping things out. They're also great for keeping things in. There's something locked inside the lock, and I want to know more about it. Do you know if it's still there because the kobolds let some smoke out once? Yes. Um, let me preface by saying that wasn't my fault. The kobolds were not my followers. At the time, I had nothing to do with it. I wasn't even on this plane. Well, okay, I was on this plane. I wasn't on your plane. But I did find that out. Yes, that is a thing. There's also some stuff that's been going on in Flotsam that was kind of sort of related. Long story. Don't want to bore you with the details. You, you, can, you can ask my followers on Flotsam. They'd be able to fill you in. They would probably give you way too much information about it if you want. I understand that not everyone wants to hear tons of exposition from me. So as much as I want to share with you, you're going to have to save that for another podcast episode. <laughs> Point is, there's something locked in there. I don't know if it's good or bad. Now, I admit, I've made some mistakes in the past. I'm all about the knowledge, but I'd kind of like my followers to live. That's a nice thing. So, in this particular case, I didn't rush in and say, hmm, let's figure out how to open it. Instead, I'm kind of hoping that you can find some more information because Bindle beelined it out of there. So, She's helping with something else right now. Well, if the moon can stop being under attack for five minutes, we can certainly try. Oh, I, I'm helping with that. That's uh, that's part of why I was able to find you. Because I was, let's face it, I cover a wide area. I don't always pay needle-nose attention to everything. But when you've got a powerful follower making a lot of prayers in a row, you tend to start paying attention. And... Then a bunch of you hopped into the astral plane. Well, we didn't intend to. Well, no. No, I would argue that the current data shows that 93.66666, repeating, of course, percent of people who appear in the astral plane did not intend to do that, much to their failure. Yeah. There was an explosive, and I did not think it was an extra-dimensional explosive. I did not realize Oh, you mean this, and he holds up the blinking button sphere. Uh, Yeah, that thing. It's, um, it's not a bomb. Here, catch. And he tosses it to Chroma. Chroma catches. Yeah, I'm not going to make a Oh, I got bluff. It has a single button on it. You want to press it? Of course she wants to press it. (laughs) I want to press it, but maybe... You have a literal god of knowledge telling you it's okay to press the button. Go ahead and press it. Oh, I didn't realize that, um, that that was your Agma voice and not your... DM oh, I, voice. I admit I totally reinvented the voice because I forgot how I made Agma sound before. 
<laughs> I wasn't intending to have Ogma come in this evening, okay? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Chroma presses it. It releases what appears to be um, a, a small cloud of aerosolized scent. Your best guess right now is it's lavender. We they were bluffing bluffed. us. We got bluffed. Uh, I thought they were bluffing, but I thought they were bluffing about whether they were willing to get blown up, not about whether they had a bomb in the first place. And now you've learned something. And now I've learned something. Yeah, we learned there are people with extra-dimensional senses. Well, it's it stores a lot more on the inside than it's supposed to. Apparently, the Elf Armada has magic to spare, so they put it into just about everything. Fair, I guess. So, um, another thing that happened recently, you might have been aware of that blue smoke that people were talking about, that I'm not made of, by the way, don't suggest that again, that that was a bit more recent and not so much let out, but instead came in. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that happened in Coombridge. And what did it do to the people there? Well, most of them are dead. Not my fault, again. They follow a different deity, and we tend to not try to intrude on each other's areas of expertise. In that particular case, they specialized in slaying undead. Apparently, they didn't specialize enough. Uh, they did, however, manage to destroy a phylactery. So, hey, good for them. The phylactery didn't just hold the soul of the lich. It also held the blue smoke. I don't know what that means, but that's bad. Traveling around to different places? Now, keep in mind, I'm still learning about this. I'm a god of knowledge, and yet I still don't know everything about this yet. So there are some holes in the information I have to share with you. When they broke the phylactery, it did what it was supposed to do, but also there was this underlying essence that was built into the magical item that had been turned into a phylactery. It was actually a brace that lets you throw infinite daggers of all things. Now that that's an odd one. That essence was released. It flew directly to the moon, wound its way around a bunch of your tunnels, and went into the lock. The original power source. I hope not. I think I could be wrong. It depends well, on whatever it was supposed to be powered by blue smoke and or by something that looked like blue smoke and. Wait, wasn't there something in the lock? Didn't you say there's like a something There's something in, it? in the lock. I don't so, know if it's good or bad, but uh, it is trapped there. So if the blue smoke, uh, what does it want with that? Well, it's kind of mysterious. But this blue smoke didn't power the lock. It didn't make it tougher. It didn't make it a better prison. It weakened the walls. Oh, that was even worse than I thought. All right, I'm really confused now. That's all right. So we don't have the full information. Blue smoke came out of a phylactery, weakened the lock. Yes. Now, there might be a half dozen more phylacteries. Mm. And because they're phylacteries, there might be some serious attempts to destroy them, especially now that the ragtag band of adventurers that's holding them knows their phylacteries. Mm. So, um... I'm going to try to see what I can do on that end. What I'd prefer that you do, what I'd love to see you do, is keep an eye on that lock 
just in case. Because if it's something good in there, hey, it's win-win. If it's something bad in there, well, I really like that library that Marwise has made, and I'd like it to remain intact. And also all the people who visit it, that too. And all the people in the general vicinity. That'd be nice. So you're saying it's going to explode? I'm saying I don't, I don't really know what's it. in there, but it is older than me, and it's been trapping something powerful for longer than I've been a god. Okay. It's a prison. Someone's trying to bust the gate open. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But is the being imprisoned good or evil? I don't know. I don't even know if those are actual concepts. Hmm. I mean, half the time I don't believe in them. And the other half the time I'm saying citation needed. Okay. So you want us to keep an eye on the lock. So you got to get us back home, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that was a given. But... Okay. I exerted a lot of energy relatively recently so far as deity timelines are concerned. So it's I'm not going to be able to manifest on the material plane anytime soon. So I decided, hey, you know, you're here. I might as well give you the warning. All right. Yeah, thank you, and we'll do our best to keep an eye on the lock. Please do. Oh, and uh, by the way, tell Marwise I said hi. She's doing a great job. And he snaps his fingers and you are all suddenly in the material plane in the same room as the lock. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to go check on the lock now. Yeah. Alright, and that's where we're gonna end it for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, thank you everyone for playing. Thank you everyone for listening. Tonight I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Ellie, Eo, Jen, and Cindy. Archbeth is hanging out in chat. LFA is hanging out in chat. Is there anything that anyone wants to plug? My mom writes books. You can find them at elizabeth-mccoy.com. My website is bookofgen.net, and it's got several podcasts and a bunch of gaming stuff and some other stuff. I add stuff whenever I can. That's bookofgen.net. Ellie and Cindy, you're both awesome. Of course. Thank you. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gaming. You can help us keep the lights on, along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Janadoc, Mickey, Shanshan, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, Okay, so, so long as Noah makes a concerted effort to break all the other phylacteries, I'm sure we're going to be okay. I just hope they don't partner with an ancient red dragon. Good night, everybody. 